Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My guest today is Judy Newman. Judy is a coach. She's a speaker. She's an author. (laughs) I I think of you as a thought leader. Oh, thank you. And maybe even a disruptor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We mix it up. Can you embrace that? Yeah, I can embrace that. And Judy, you have a podcast as well. In fact, we've traded spots on our shows. We have, yep. Which is cool. I love that about the podcasting community. (laughs) You kind of get to talk to whoever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And have some fantastic conversations with some really cool people. And that's how I feel today with you on my show. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Judy, everyone has a journey. Yeah. That brings them to where they are. And you didn't just pop into the world as a podcaster. No. Um, you've been through a little bit of a journey. I'm aware of some of that journey, but I don't think many of our listeners are. Yeah. Can you give us the short version of what brought you to here? Yeah. Well, my podcast is called Wandering Upward, mm-hmm. and it's a podcast for creativity and light. And I, ever since I was in high school, I always had this fascination with light yes. and light and learning and this idea that the more that we gather and gain and learn and try, that gets us to a better place the better Mm. off we'll be here and in the future. And so that really is where a lot of this started. Uh, I've Mm. always had a desire to chat with people since I was a little kid. I share that on my, the first episode of my podcast. I, uh, since I was a little kid, I just, I would stop in the grocery store and and talk with people. Yeah. And I have a twin sister. And so I'd say, Hey, I'm Judy. I have a twin sister. Oh, do you? Yeah, we've talked about this. I think we've connected on that before, but I'm always surprised when I hear it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's an anomaly, right? It's, an, yeah. an, it's a neat thing mm-hmm. that we don't always get to hear about. Anyway, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I used to just, we used, I used to go to the grocery store with my mom, and, and I'd see people in the aisles, and I'd say, hey, I'm Judy, and this is my best friend, Barbara. And we start uh. talking. And mom was really gracious to let me chat with people. And she said that eventually I started getting a little following of people who would go to the grocery store at certain times. Yeah. Cause she would go during the so slower times. Judy. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And so, um, I've always really liked chatting with people. And, um, as I grew, I got in the arts, I did theater in high school, mm-hmm. some of that in college. And I really wanted to dive into documentary filmmaking. And so I did documentary filmmaking for a time, and that's morphed into project management. I -hmm. currently work for a a large hospital chain in in patient safety, doing Mm. project management in that way. And and all of it, though, comes back to story, that everybody has a story. Yes. And the stories or the cultures that we're in are shaped by the stories that we tell. You're saying stories. Yeah. Sometimes that word just kind of grabs people from the left side somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they feel, oh, it's not a story. It's true. <laughs> you heard that one? Yes. Still a story. It's always a story. Um, if you've ever, there's something that really was interesting to me is if you're in a play or if you're watching a, a movie, mm-hmm. 
in the process of creating and entering into a character, you start to see things from their point of view. And then you start to realize, yes. oh, there's more than one point of view going on here. What? What is that? So how can they all be true? Well, the reality is, is that we're all creating our stories all the time. Right. We, we get to say how we feel, and we're always right about how we feel. We also get to mm-hmm. change how we think about things if we choose to. And that gives us a lot of responsibility and a lot of power. Choose to. Interesting. We may need to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. I'm hearing from you, Judy, that it's not that the story is wrong. No. It is, in fact, a story. Yeah. And acknowledging that changes the game a bit because we just roll with whatever we're programmed to think. Sure. It doesn't mean that we're right. It doesn't mean that we're wrong. But acknowledging right. that it's a story sometimes gives us a little more choice. Yes. In the matter. Some people call it a belief, you know, that that we have our beliefs and you can change your beliefs, that sort of idea. Mm -hmm. I like to use the phrase a story because from my training, stories are so malleable. Right. You know, I'd get an interview with somebody and I'd pull it in and I could cut it down. And at some point you realize, oh my gosh, I could completely change this if I wanted. Yeah. Same content, but it's very malleable. Now, the... The key is to develop something that's honoring of who that person is. And I think that's the trick Mm. for us too is, okay, are the stories we're telling to others about ourselves, to ourselves about ourselves, really honoring of who we are? And that's the trick. That's where the choice comes in. Yeah. Do you have to pick a story that's disparaging? Right. Or mean or unforgiving yeah limiting in any sort of capacity now the trick is Mm. we choose these stories for a reason they serve us at certain points in our life and that's a big thing to honor too right is that there's a reason we've chosen this like you said earlier programming Mm -hmm. if you were raised in a household where x wasn't allowed or you know, you said, I like to mix it up. If uh-huh. that, I was raised in a household where that didn't get smacked around too hard, you know, uh-huh. either, either emotionally or whatever. I was, I had a lot of freedom with being able to express how I felt about things. Nice. Not always. It depends on how tired your parents are. <laughs> and you the know? story that they have. And the stories that they have. Exactly. But at some point you get to say, because we're all adults. We all get to choose, okay, yes, in this scenario, perhaps that was what was going on, but I'm, I'm always, I'm here now. I'm here right now. What do I want next? This requires a level of cognition yeah. that sometimes we don't go to. I call it metacognition. It's yeah. thinking about your thinking. Until you go to that space, you, you simply roll with whatever is already programmed. Absolutely. Can I, can I share a brief story about that? Please. When I, it was about three years ago when all of this started three, four years ago, Mm -hmm. it was a really hard time at work. I wasn't having great relationships with my superior. Um, I had, I had stepped into a leadership role, a management role Mm. 
that wasn't really leadership. I didn't know what I was doing. I was managing though, <laughs> right? And you had the title. I had the title. There you go. And um, and I didn't know quite what I was doing. And um, over the course of about eight months, things got really hard. And it was my dream to have this job. I was like, I'm documentary filmmaking. I'm leading a team. Yeah, I'm doing it. But then, yeah. but then a few things started happening where the way that I had been acting started the consequences showed up. Now they were always showing up. I was a bit blind to them at the time. I wasn't doing mm. metacognition, you mm-hmm. know, but I got sideswiped where I was removed and sort of away from that role. And it also correlated with a really hard time in my personal life where my mother-in-law, she got diagnosed with brain cancer oh, and within wow. six weeks time we lost her. Wow. And so all of this grieving plus this feeling of but feeling betrayed all like collided came in on you all at once yeah came in all at once to a really gray time and I spent about six months just feeling so darn sorry for myself you know feeling like I didn't get Mm -hmm. a say feeling stuck feeling um and I've been through grieving processes before right but it was really hard to parse out what was happening here and what was happening at work you know Mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to step into that and at some point I realized I had, I had to, I started meditating and that was okay. really hard. I really, it was really hard for me. I started meditating. I was like, oh, I hear that that's good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. and so I like I, exercise, right? Yeah. Eating well. Well, I got 10 days free on an app to try this meditation. It mm-hmm. took me six months to get through because my brain was so all over the place, ruminating. Wow. It was really hard. It gets noisy up there. It, yeah, it does. Especially, you know, I've heard it said wild horses. It was very mm. much, I got to fix this. I got to fix this, you know, taking all right. the blame. Right, right. Getting angry, wanting to put all the blame on other people. It was, a, it was uh-huh. a mess, right? And at some point I was meditating. I finally kind of got my bearings and I sat there and I was, what would happen is I would think about work a lot or I'd think about my family life right? And the hardships there, um, or the sadness. Mm -hmm. And at some point I did calm down where I was. I was just focused on my breathing and in came a thought about something that happened in sixth grade. And I was like, just out of the blue, just out of the blue. Yeah. And it was some mean thing that happened that I felt bad about. And I sat there and I thought to myself, huh, that's interesting. Well, it's interesting, but my thought was, I can't do anything about that. It was sixth grade. It was sixth grade. That's over. And you're old now. And I'm I'm so old now. <laughs> uh, but I right. I thought about that, and the realization occurred to me. Okay, you've trained your brain to feed you problems to try and fix all the time. Right. And when you finally got away from this other one, it just fed you something else. It found another one. It found another one. I was like, oh. Just randomly picked it out of the storage files. Yeah. Yep, it totally did. Isn't that interesting? And then I thought, oh, well, then maybe I don't have to hook into these thoughts so much. Wait, that is profound. It is. You haven't thought that before. No, I kept thinking, if I'm going to be responsible, I got to get in there and I got to fix it. And so all this rumination has got to be worth something. I'm going to keep feeding it. I'm going to keep doing it. And one of these days, it's going to, I'm going to get the answer. It wasn't even conscious. You just did that automatically. I was doing it out of a level of responsibility, feeling like, feeling that's like. That's just what you do. That's, yes, that I keep working a problem. 
But in this case, it, it really needed to let it settle and get away from it and see what else might rise up to the surface. Your stories are running the show. Mm-hmm. But you're running your stories. Mm-hmm. You just don't know that you're driving. Yeah. And once you realize that you actually get a say in how in where your brain is directed to, then you get to see the things that float up as an opportunity. Like, oh, I might look at that. What could I create from that? Hmm. Judy, we're coming up on a break here. Yeah. As we come back from that break, I would love to dig into some of the practical yeah. applications of this. It's so profound to get to a level of metacognition where you can think about your thinking mm-hmm. and you see the story. And you say it's just a story. It's just a story. And it may be true. It may be interesting. It's still a story. That puts you in a whole different level of control. Absolutely. And choice. And creativity. Do you think we can get practical about that when we come back? Absolutely. Folks, this is Judy Newman today. My friend Judy. (laughs) At Live On Purpose Radio. And we are twins. (laughs) We both have a twin sister. That's awesome. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching? as something that you would like to offer. If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps To add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. Judy Newman here today. Judy, we're twins. <laughs> Not with each other. But no, yeah, exactly. In some of our philosophies, maybe. Yeah. That's one thing I've enjoyed about knowing you for however many years we've known each other. Yeah. I love the way you think and that you have brought together an important principle that's easy to see when it's illuminated to you, but you're blind to it before that. Right. And we're continually blind to it. That's the value of coaching. Is yes. As we continue to wander upward, as we continue to, to strive for new and different and how far can we push it, mm-hmm. sometimes things get in our way. So we've talked about and established how we all have these stories. Mm-hmm. We don't always see the stories because we think that our stories are actually the truth. Correct. And so yep. we don't question them or we don't see them as stories It feels like as we get into some practical applications here, there's got to be some way to tune into that or to bring it to our awareness. You mentioned coaching, which absolutely, yeah, I I am all for. That's all I do now in my Mm -hmm. practice Mm -hmm. is coaching. Right. Helping illuminate the obvious, as you've said before. Exactly. Which is obvious 
when you're reflecting it back to people. But I mean, how many, how often do you have somebody, yeah. you illuminate something and they go, I didn't even see that because <laughs> well, it's, it's how we've been operating. And even if it is painfully obvious to you, mm. you may not notice it because it's just part of the programming. It's just what you're flowing with. Yeah. Our stories are like that. It's kind of like speaking English. Did you mm. notice that we were? I, I didn't. I didn't notice. Is it obvious? It is now. Yeah. Now it's obvious. And when it comes into your awareness like that, then you're in a position of choice. And I think that's the, the beauty and the power of, of this message that you're sharing with us today, Judy, that yeah. you don't have to change your story. See it as a story. And then you get to choose then if choose. you want to change it. Yep. Does this serve me well or not? Correct. Yeah. And Absolutely. until you see it as an option, it's not. And it starts to eke out. You know, the way that we perceive our own experience is also how we perceive other people's experiences as well. We right. put our own filter on on an experience. Right. And as we become more aware of our own stories, we can know what's ours and we can know what is other people's mm-hmm. that we're not necessarily projecting as much. You know, people mm-hmm. say that like, oh, they're projecting or, or that's happening. You just have to say, okay... What's mine? And knowing, getting to know your story so intimately puts you in a position of really being able to make a difference in a positive way for others as well. Because then you can be, right. you start to accept your own journey. And that's huge. Yes. And then you can be more accepting of other people's. It's a reciprocal kind of a transaction. Yeah. That, okay, I just noticed something, Judy. Yeah, what's up? You and I, we're philosophers. <laughs> yes. We can sit here and talk <laughs> philosophy all day. Yeah, yeah. I would really love to get a little more practical about, okay, therefore what? Mm-hmm. What practices, exercises, t- tactical steps Yes. would you suggest, maybe in your coaching, that people could take to become first aware of their stories mm-hmm. and then to have some method of, of choosing Absolutely. Where do you start? So for me, because I started with meditation, I like to do workshops that combine meditation and some writing and some storytelling. You've heard about journaling Mm. being a really effective way to process what's going on in your mind. Oh, I have some some key kind of, um, I like to call it wander writing. That's a method. Yeah, exactly. I like to call it wander writing. I don't know if somebody else developed it, but I developed it in some of the coaching that I've had where you treat yourself like the person who has the concern, like the hero of the story, Mm. and as the um, guide, as the person who has the answers, because you do. We may not think we have the answers. How often do you hear like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of a cop out. Well, it's a story. It is a story. It's a story. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's a it's it's one that has it, it remove. I don't. It, there's a lot of different reasons why people choose that one, so I won't go into all the reasons. But right. it's just a story. Um, when I first did wander writing with a group, uh, there was one lady. Uh, I did it with a group of storytellers, and you know, I said we all have our own stories, and I said anybody here feel like they don't have a story, and there's somebody who is I don't have a story. That's why I tell other people's stories. I said, you know that. Saying I don't have a story is also a story. That's a story. <laughs> yeah. And right. her face 
whoa. And I was like, yeah. She saw it. She saw it. Now the question is, is okay, what do I do with that? Because just because mm-hmm. you see it, the question now is, okay, do I, do I want to have my own story? If it were to be that, what would it be? And the wander yeah. writing is, is a way to ask yourself those questions and also get some answers. So can I chime in another little piece on that? Yes, please. As you're journaling, this wander writing, yeah. uh, the stories will start to emerge. If you think, I don't have a story, or I don't know, that's your story. Yeah. Write that down. And then the next phrase might be, I know that I don't know. But if I did... What would it be? What would it be? Yeah. And it's interesting how that opens up some new hallways in that dark. Yeah, I like to call it a canyon. Uh, this might sound a little nuts, but I, when I first did this wander writing, I sat down, I cleared some space, I sat down with myself, and I went on a rafting trip through the desert canyons of my mind. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, desert canyons. Well, if you go down deep enough, there's water and it's all flowing. It's just that we, we so often just stay on the surface, you right. know? And so I, I got in there and I just talked, I just asked myself questions. And, and sometimes the question is even as simple as, okay, if I were to know, what would be the next step that might help me see? Cause that's the mm-hmm. act of faith, isn't it? You know, you take a step into the darkness and the light illuminates Fully expecting that at some point you'll see it. Yeah, exactly. And that's a very different way of treating Mm. ourselves, that we actually have the answers. Yeah. I think people are wise beyond their understanding. Yeah. And and that prompt, so I, I love that idea. You're going to do some journaling. And whatever story comes out, you get to ask yourself some questions about it. Yeah. Look at it as a story. Uh, I don't know what I want to do for my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, that's a story. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I know I don't know, but if I did, what, what would that be like? Yeah, what are some things I would like? And explore that a little bit. Yeah. And your mind will start to hand you things you didn't even know were there. Right, and you'll be surprised at what starts showing up for you. Other stories, among other, other things. Right. And, 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 and as you meet people, I mean, part of the reason I do the podcast, the podcast in my mind is just a complete treasure chest of gems, mm. of wisdom people have, right. um, whether it's their own personal journeys through a hard time or a skill set they've developed that they want to bless the world with. We're about creating brighter environments, more light, more creativity. And mm-hmm. it all starts with seeing yourself as... Well, treating yourself like somebody worth listening to. Doing because some of that. Because you are. Yes. You are somebody worth listening to. So many people feel like they don't get heard, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a story, too. Oh, I don't get heard. Right. Nobody listens to me. Story. It's a story. Now, I don't mean to judge the story, and people say, no, that's true. I have evidence. I say, I know. <laughs> that's why you're hanging on to that's it. That's why you're hanging on to it. Yeah. As you start to play with a different way of being, then it's about starting to live into that, embody it, become that. You know what, Judy? You could even ask yourself, what if this were a story? Yes. It opens up a new possibility. What if this were a story? What if this didn't have to be as solid as I'm treating it? Right. What if, what else, what, else, what other type of idea could I have besides this? That, you know, what do I want? 
What is this keeping me from? That's a good one. Some of these stories can trap you. Um, Let me just throw a few out. And again, not to judge any particular story, just see that it is. It's not a judgment. It's It's, not. It's not a judgment. I struggle with depression. Mm -hmm. Story. Yeah. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with fill in the blanks. Story. I'm not saying it's not true. I'm saying it's a story. And if you approach it this way, it might open some new possibilities for you. My spouse is so... Whatever. My parents-in-law hate me. My mom was. My dad. Okay. My boss is the worst. <laughs> right. Yeah. All stories. As you see them in the proper role, that yeah. they are in fact stories and they're driving your behavior and how you show up in this world, then you can move to that next step. Well, let me maybe, let's, let's talk about some positive stories that we have too. Still stories. I'm a thought leader. It's a story. Story. It serves me far better. Right. Than hiding out in my room, hoping no one will see me. Yeah. For what I want. And you can monetize it better. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, but there's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm a great mom. Hmm. You know, I have great friends around me. All these things are stories. I have a rich, abundant life. Yes, these are stories too. Story. It's a story. Now... The crazy thing is that it's just a matter of where we want to go. And if, mm. if you want to get something different, if you want to get something that, if there's something that sounds like it might light you up, yes, that's an indication of maybe it's time to start to alter my story so that I could maybe have that. Right. And then it becomes what's the process to get there. And that's the wandering upward bit. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing, in my opinion, is that it's all got to come from you. You created the story that you're in now. You can create the story that you're in in this moment and in this moment and And in in this moment. moment. Yeah. And then the practice of getting to to try that on and see how that fits. Mm -hmm. That's a practice. And that's the basis of all this self-help stuff and all these different things. And I just approach it from the standpoint of a story because it makes sense. And to me, it's an adventure. Yes, or a gut wrencher. <laughs> Sometimes both. But pick a position. Sure. Right. Sure. Judy, you're helping people through coaching. You've got your podcast. There's some cool things that you're doing to raise the awareness. Absolutely. About the stories. How do people connect with you? Where do they Where do they find you? The podcast. Talk to us about that. Yeah, the podcast is called Wandering Upward. It's a podcast for creativity and light. You can find me at wanderingupward.com or on Facebook at Wandering Upward Podcast. And uh, there's actually a special Facebook group called Wandering Upward, colon, Let's Wander. And in there, we do a lot of Facebook Lives. We do activities. We get you actually starting to crank the wheels of metacognition and see where you could go. Yeah. So Facebook, there's the podcast, Wandering Upward. Folks, this is Judy Newman who has shared with us some amazing ideas that I think are spot on in terms of how our minds work. I love the conversation. Judy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Dr. Paul. Everybody, it's time, because now that you've heard it, it's your turn to go live on purpose. Mm